<clears throat> Welcome everyone. Uh, apologies, you might be noticing my voice. I'm a little bit soft-spoken today. I'm getting over uh, some of the weather that we've had out here in California. It's been pretty wild lately. We had like record-breaking storms and rain, and <laughs> now there's land masses falling off of mountains and stuff. So it's pretty crazy out here in California. The world is desperately trying to wipe California off the map, and I can't really blame it for doing so. Um, but in the interim, <clears throat> I'm suffering some of the consequences of that. So, uh, you know, just bear with me. Um, I'll only have you here for 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, today, I have one of my all-time favorite guests returning to the show, uh, the great Mark, Mark Yaxley. He is um, the co-founder of Strategic Wealth uh, Preservation over in the Cayman Islands. And uh, it's basically, they're one of the largest, if not the largest uh, precious metals dealer in the Cayman Islands. And it's really important, um, I think, to talk about different kinds of investments that we should be making, especially people in my kind of age range, because I really wish I would have gotten into this stuff when I was you know, 11 or 12 years old. It's just, it's always a solid investment, no matter what. And really, when you hold these things in your hand, I did this the last time that uh, I had this kind of discussion. This is, in particular, a Canadian maple leaf. And it's one ounce of silver. And when you hold it in your hand, it's in plastic right now. But when you really kind of hold this stuff, it's instantly recognizable as a form of wealth and currency that will never go away. You know, even when they're they're talking about the transition the world into like one global digital currency, which is freaky and I don't know what that would even <laughs> entail uh, for all of us but if they do that even if they do that I would imagine that gold and silver would still be they're always going to be worth something especially silver because what we learned from Mark the last time he was on uh, was that you know the silver market in particular is kind of ever expanding where the gold market is sort of shrinking when you think about it gold is used in in a lot of uh you know, electronics and a lot of consumer items. Uh, but it's basically, it's sort of in those industries and then it's in jewelry. It's like, those are the two big things that gold is really used for. Whereas silver, on the other hand, is used in medicine. It's used in clothing. It's used in electronics. It's used in car. It's 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 decoration and it's jewelry. It's the, the silver market seems to be kind of exploding where the gold market seems to be shrinking down. And at least for the time being, silver is still very affordable. You know, you can you can get your hands on a, a pretty uh, substantial sum of silver for not all that much all that much money. Whereas this, you know, a coin this size of gold would be seventeen hundred bucks or something. Uh, whereas this piece right here is probably worth twenty three dollars. You know, um, which is you know, it's nothing to nothing to bat your eyes at or anything. I mean, we're still talking, you know, ballpark 250 to 300 for a 10 ounce bar, which is, which is money. It's a lot of money, but considering that the same ounceage, if you will, of gold is like in the tens of thousands, silver is very affordable and it's a very good metal to kind of get your hands on and get started in the precious metal, you know, investment here, if you will. Uh, but that's just my two cents. I don't know, you know, what do I know? I'm not, 
I'm no expert or anything. Uh, that's why I'm having an expert on here in a couple of minutes. And as soon as he joins me, there's rumor. There's a rumor. Mark and I have been talking back and forth for a while, um, setting up this this meeting. And there, there's a good chance that he might be joining us actually from their vault in the Cayman Islands, from SWP's vault, which would be pretty remarkable and pretty exciting, I think, if you ask me. Nobody asked me, but if you ask me, I would say that's pretty exciting because, um, you know, it's cool to see what's in there and see how, you know, a top quality vault operates. Um, so, you know, cross your fingers with me. We'll see if that happens. And he should be here any minute. So I'm going to take a quick break uh, until he arrives. And then I'll be right back. And you won't even know that I was gone. So uh, hang tight. Set up for this kind of thing. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to be uh, to be in the vault. Um, you know, I've, I've seen this vault um, yeah. a number of times in some of your interviews. And I was I was pretty stoked to actually get kind of a firsthand uh view of it. it looks awesome that the the picture that we're getting behind you is like it's like one of those cartoon setups that you only see in the movies like gold bars stacked on top of each other yeah man no happy to do it let me just uh close down a couple of things on my side sure make sure that i don't have anything uh interrupting and i wanted to ask you do you want me to grab a couple of smaller products by all means man this is whatever you want to do what I will do is just grab a couple of products off the shelf. So just give me a minute. I'll grab a few things, then we can get started. Awesome. Uh, well, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here again. Uh, it's always really exciting to to get a chance to talk to you because you know I'm a little bit further along in my my own personal investment in precious metals, but I'm still very much a novice. <clears throat> so it's always good to kind of bounce off some questions from someone who's an expert uh, in the industry. I'd like to formally congratulate you for being right on the money with silver prices uh, at the moment. The last time you were here, I think you called a ballpark of like between 23 and 25 bucks American. And that's that's like right where we're at. So that was like really spot on. Do you think that we can kind of expect to continue to, to steady out here or kind of like see this this trend for a while? Yeah, the, the consensus, Chuck, uh, and it's good to be back, is um, that we should expect to see more, you know, increases in our favorable pricing for silver investors. That's kind of consensus word on the street. Now, I try not to be overly optimistic. I've learned throughout my career that every time I really think the table is set for an absolute shoe-in, uh, you know, that's that tends to be when uh, the rug gets pulled on you a little bit. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic this time. I think uh, you know all the market conditions are are basically there for gold and silver to to go on a pretty strong run. Potentially new record highs for gold. Silver's got a long way to go to get to its record high, but you know when we talk about adding a few dollars per ounce to the silver price, definitely possible. And the number one factor I'm still watching, and I don't tweet every day, but one thing I do tweet regularly is watch the U.S. dollar, uh, the Dixie. Uh, U.S. dollar index because the dollar is being trending down, and as the dollar softens, uh, the price of gold and silver it's a negative correlation, so the price of gold and silver will go up. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's gone down about 10% from its high, the U.S. dollar, and I expect it's going to go down another five, possibly 10% over the next six months or so. So that would be good for gold and silver. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't disagree with you. Just judging, but you know, I've got some friends abroad and. Uh, I've, even here at home, 
I have a lot of friends who purchase things from, you know, over the pond and they're saying that the US dollar just is not converting the way that it used to. It's really not not in a very strong place right now, which, you know, it raises some concern um, for me just on some other fronts. But as far as gold and, and silver is concerned, I mean, that's that's good news, especially since uh, I think I got in at a pretty decent time. I got in when silver was like sitting at like 19 bucks an ounce. So um, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, just just uh, personally. Um, but that's cool. You know what I've also noticed is, and this might have something to do with me continuously talking about precious metals, but I'm getting a lot of ads for like gold subscriptions where you're just kind of giving this, you know, offshoot company money every month. And they're supposedly putting it in a fund that should reflect it's like that money's value in gold. Do you know anything about those kind of services? Would you recommend them? Or is it best to just go old school and, and deal with, you know, someone like yourself, someone who is, this is what you guys exist for, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't really ever go wrong with old school, you know, physical metal, something you can hold in your hands and, 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 and be the direct owner of. That's really important. This is what my answer will boil down to. When you own physical metal, whether it be at home, or at a vault like SWPs, uh, there's no third party risk because you are the owner of this property. It's considered personal property. And that's really, really important. And, and the problem with, um, and I'm not saying every subscription-based program or kind of what you're referring to or every fund, because you know, this applies to ETFs, this applies to um, you know, these savings plans that, that convert your dollars into precious metals. It, 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 it applies many different product types within our industry. Um, they're not all bad. There are some good ones out there. There are some that have been long-standing, well-managed programs. But the problem or the mistake that a lot of investors make is that they don't read the fine print and they don't actually understand what they own as an underlying asset and they or they don't understand what it would cost them to later convert it into physical if they want to take delivery at home, for example. So I've seen countless times in my career where someone's like, well, I have this piece of paper and it says I own gold or silver, but when I called the company to, to take possession and they said it would cost me X dollars or I couldn't redeem because I didn't own enough of it or whatever. So um, read the fine print before you sign the contract, especially when it comes to gold and silver, because there are a lot of different offers out there and it can be confusing for people who are novices, especially. Um, yeah. I absolutely agree. And, and to your point, you know, just the simple fact that you can hold it in your hands is, you know, because premiums fluctuate as well. And and if it's, if it's an unscrupulous company, you know, who's to say that they won't just, you know, jack up the premium on you and then before you know it, the money that you give the, that you give them over years and years just isn't worth what it should be worth. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I mean, I think I would agree with you. I agree with the expert as to, if you can hold it in your hand, it's yours, you know, and it's it's just as simple as that. Yeah, you touched on a good point there, actually, Chuck. I just want to—it's—it's it's funny because I've been having conversations along those lines. Um, there's a lot of predatory selling that's happening in the U.S. right now, to the point where regulators are starting to really crack down on it. I, I get this information from U.S. Uh, custodians that we work with uh, in the United States, and they've told me that behind the scenes they're getting calls and subpoenas, uh, basically from uh, U.S. regulators because of the predatory selling techniques that are being used and what that boils down to, what that actually means is what you touched on is the really high premiums that some companies are charging for products and they're positioning this product, you know, they put it in a really pretty package 
and they tell you it's kind of this very unique limited mintage and that you absolutely have to have one and you'll see these advertisements on tv so it kind of legitimizes the whole thing you're like well it's on tv so it must be okay um but the truth is you know you're paying 40 50 90 percent over spot you're never going to recover that premium like it's yeah. gone you know so to your point it, it is a very good point so don't get caught up in the hype of these you know limited mintage unique products stick to the brand names the royal canadian mints the u.s mints the J johnson matthews the pam swiss stick to the brand names and stick to the retailers that that have been in business a long time and you'll avoid a lot of that nonsense yeah that's and that that is really an important point we touched on this last time uh last time i had you on because at the time i was like obsessed with what the products looked like i was just blown away by you know the canadian maple leaf for example is just beautiful to look at and then the you know the you mentioned that the mints do a good job but you also said that the the more that you get into your investment you know things could i think you use the word doorstop is like you could it could look like a doorstop for all you care it's just about getting the outage and i'm kind of moving into that that frame of mind now i'm still kind of boyish with it i, I still love the way that they look um but yeah that's you know for something that it's it's like they put collector value on it. They're like, oh, it's a reverse proof and it looks so flashy and stuff. And then they, yeah. they're charging, you know, three grand for an ounce of gold. So I've, I've definitely noticed that. I've also noticed uh, silver fractionals, which I know that gold often comes in like grams and two grams and stuff, but I'm seeing, I have a couple of them here and they're just these teensy tiny little dimes and they're, they go for about five bucks a pop, which is, it's a high premium. I, I picked those two up just because, just for, um, you know, demonstration purposes. Um, but I've never, I haven't been in too long, but I haven't really seen silver fractionals like that before. Are those kind of new? Yeah, they, they've probably been around. They've been around a few years now, but you, you're right. You know, they're, they're, look, they're affordable. Say if you can buy something for $5 and you're in the, the gold or silver shop and you're like, hey, you know, like I got 20 bucks in my pocket. Why not? But, and it's fine to buy a few, you know, it's fine. They're great gifts. You know, you can give them to a, a nephew, uh, you know, um, someone's birthday, whatever, or just have a few in your own collection. Like you said, be boyish. It's fine to, to do that. But on a larger scale, as you ramp up your investment in precious metals over the years, you certainly don't want to be buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of high premium fractionals because one, number one, you only need so many fractionals if you're going to barter or whatever that usage might be, uh, which is, you know, a fairly rare occurrence anyways. And the second part of that is, you know, that's like compounding. When you're when you're you're paying high premiums all the time, you're just compounding your own costs because you could be using that money, that saved money, to buy more ounces. And that's really what you should be doing: get the most ounces for your dollar. And over the long term, that compounding effect of savings is is to your own benefit. So, you know, I would just be cautious. Like you said, you've noticed the trend. You're like, hey, these fractionals are out there, but should I buy a lot of them? I'm, I'd say you shouldn't buy a lot of them. Buy a few, don't buy too many. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're on the topic of products, I noticed you have a couple, you brought a couple out for us. What do you have there? Was that a hundred ounce bar that I saw of silver? Yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, I got a couple of things. I mean, the hundred, well, behind us, these are 400 ounce gold bars. So these are really the the, the most That's awesome awesome. products on the actually, market. Yeah, yeah. so those, important. each one of those is about 800,000 US for one of those 400 ounce bars. Um, this one, uh, very popular, 100 ounce silver bars, very popular with investors. They, they, when you, when you can afford or when you buy 100 ounce silver bar, your premium per ounce will come down. You have like kind of that volume savings versus, you know, buying, for example, 100 one ounce coins. You can buy 
you know, one of these hundred ounce parties and you'll actually save enough to get like an extra, I don't know, four or five ounces out of the deal. So definitely worth your while. You know, the same is true. I brought a couple of gold bars. You've got like a one ounce gold bar. This one's from the Royal Canadian Mints, which are super popular with investors. It's a great little product. It comes in the secure packaging. Um, so it's got some security features built into it. Fairly low premium, but again, if you went out and got like a 10 ounce bar, uh, you know, instead of 10 of these, again, you'll save, I don't know, one, two percent, and then you can buy more silver with that money, or you can, you know, buy more gold with that money. So again, it's just reinforcing the point that we've driven home in the past is like, when you're going out to make your purchase, make your investment, think about it like, yes, it's it's a momentary decision that you're making, but kind of factor that into a longer term plan where you're like, every little bit of money that I save and and buy more metal with will really benefit me long term. So keep that in mind next time you're shopping for for products. Absolutely, that's that's great advice. Now, what is um, this is a broad question, but what are rhodium and palladium are rather expensive, and so is so is platinum. I know that platinum is, but is rhodium and palladium is that that's kind of an obscure market as far as I'm concerned, just because I don't know what they are. So are those. Um, do they have like a growing market as well? You mentioned last time you were on that the silver market is kind of growing and expanding where the gold market might be sort of uh, getting a little stagnant. Um, mm -hmm. Can we expect the same with rhodium and palladium? Do they have like industrial uses, medicinal uses? Yeah, almost almost exclusively industrial uses. uses. So there you can buy rhodium uh, and palladium in uh, coin form, uh, I believe rhodium yeah bar or coin form for both but it's it's a very small group of people really that's investing in general in palladium and rhodium it's a it's a small market metal like you said it's it's one that most people may not have even heard of especially rhodium um so not a whole lot of trading going on uh in in that sense but what they are used for is in the production of uh, vehicles so okay. any car that has an exhaust system um that is trying to reduce the amount of noxious gases released into the atmosphere. So most first world countries, a lot of second world countries have standards in place that you, whether it be a scooter, a car, uh, any kind of motorized vehicle, a bus, they've got these systems in place to try to reduce the amount of toxic, you know, stuff sure. that's released into the atmosphere. And, and platinum, rhodium and palladium have these amazing attributes that actually help in that process. So um, that's where this stuff goes, that it gets mined and it gets turned into vehicles. I think it's like 80% of the world's consumption is actually in, in, in this case. Um, so what does that mean in terms of will the price go up? That price will track the, uh, the amount of cars being sold worldwide. So what dictates how many cars are being sold worldwide is the kind of the macro economy. So if the economy is lagging, then the number of cars being sold also lags and the, the amount of ounces being used will lag as well. So right now, that's what, one of the reasons you're seeing palladium trending down, you're seeing rhodium trend down again. Um, when the economy picks up, when we get through this recession, the economy picks up, I would expect that rhodium, platinum, and palladium will all start to increase in value again. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that makes sense to me. Um, just, I just want to backtrack real quick. You said for one of those 400 ounce bars behind you, that's 200 grand American? 800 grand American. So yeah, 400 ounces multiplied by today's spot price was like 1930, I think. So almost wow. $800,000 per bar. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just like the ones you see in the movies, basically, uh, not for every investor, obviously the, the price point, uh, is really high yeah. and, you know, you can get the same kind of 
uh, cost savings premium wise, just by buying, you know, 10 ounce bars, kilo bars, you don't have to go for one of these, these bad boys here, but uh, some guys prefer them. And yeah, that's why we have a bunch of the ball. But for everyone who is listening and watching, uh, if you can look at one of these things, uh, that should be a life goal of yours. This is a self-improvement. <laughs> so shoot for one of those at some point in your life. I'm still um, shooting for my first one, Chuck. So I, uh, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on, uh, on, on everyone's, uh, you know, progress, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to touch, it, I wrote down a couple of questions here that it, are hard to ask without sounding like, a, you know, kind of a tinfoil hat should be on my head. But considering the the possibility, the slim possibility of a financial collapse or, you know, I've been reading a, a lot of kind of obscure articles about the possibility of like a digital currency that might be implemented in certain areas and and maybe implemented right now just in a in a weird kind of blade runner scenario what I'm having trouble even even wording the question what uh benefit does in your in your own words what benefit do precious metals hold in that kind of scenario where we're where we change the entire makeup of our financial system where you know mm-hmm. dollars go away and we're we're now looking at digital currency and crypto and stuff like that. You know, personally, I think precious metals will always, they're always going to hold value for exactly what we're just talking about. There's always industries that use these things, so they're never going to not be valuable. But uh, what, do, what do you think? What's your take on that? Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. And, and the first part of the answer, I think, is um, so two part answer. First part of the answer is whenever you have a very transition like big transition moment in, in history. So like Bretton Woods, for example, following the uh, Second World War, when everyone gets around the table, like literally gets around the table and discusses how the world is going to be reorganized. That's kind of what you're alluding to, like a new monetary system or new controls, like which countries are going to take over other countries and you know drawing new lines on the map. Whenever that happens in history, um, gold and silver actually play into that discussion heavily because the countries that have the most reserve assets, gold and gold being a great example of, of a reserve asset, uh, they have more political sway. They have more wealth, therefore they have more political sway. That is why the United States, who was holding a lot of gold at the end of the Second World War and a lot of wealth, came out of those discussions in a very, very favorable position. So when things like this gets discussed and you hear about it now, you're like, oh, the, you know, Russia and China are getting together to launch new currencies they're talking about gold-backed currencies. So they're already using gold as part of the leverage uh, for this discussion. And this is the second part of my answer, basically, is it's fine to have a digital representation of money or a digital currency or whatever you like to call it, but what really gives that value? I mean, what's going to give that value is an underlying asset. And there are a few underlying assets in the world that are as well-established as gold, silver. You know, you could say the same for platinum, perhaps, as well. So I think. In these discussions, there will always be a place for gold, but especially, and this is why central banks continue to buy record amounts of gold, is because they are trying to position themselves, uh, you know, or place themselves in a position of strength during these international discussions, during these very high-level talks. And so, yeah. uh, your question, I think there's a place for it, and I think there always will be, and that's why gold has been around for six thousand years. Part of our, it's part of our society, it's part of our culture. It's, it's very important. Yeah. I agree. Um, well, 
you mentioned central banks and you know just the kind of the makeup of global the global financial system that we're all kind of uh accustomed to have you noticed well i know you've noticed this but have you noticed sort of um intentional suppressing of the prices of gold and silver and if so why do you think that happens and i mean markets are kind of manipulated by you know big money all the time but why do you think somebody why do you think um the price of gold and silver why, would, why do you think they would want to suppress those prices so much if you've noticed this trend. yeah i you know it's it's tricky and and so manipulation and suppression are two things that you know obviously come up fairly often when you talk about gold and silver um I'm, and I always say I've never been privy in my whole career. I don't trade at that that level. We don't trade at that level where that manipulation or type of manipulation would be occurring. So I've never been first. I've never had the firsthand privilege of witnessing being in a room or hearing people talk about it. You know, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? So that's I will preface by saying that um, every market is manipulated. A mentor of mine, you know, wrote a whole book about. It. He said, "Who cares?" whether you think it's manipulated or not, it doesn't matter because you and I can do nothing about it. We have absolutely no control. So we can talk about it and, and theorize about it, but if we're changing our, exchanging our US dollars, our Canadian dollars for gold and silver as an investment, the only thing you and I actually care about is a return on that investment or the preservation of our capital. It is not like the fact that we think it's manipulated is not going to give us a better return on our investment. Actually, it might give us a worse return because it then changes our mindset in this investment. We should be going into this with a very clear head and saying, I can't control the market, so I'm gonna study and, and play by the rules in front of me. Um, why would people wanna do it though? You know, the, the theory would be basically to keep the dollar weak and, or sorry, keep the dollar stronger and, and weaken, you know, the, uh, the value of gold and silver so that, you know, we don't go back to the, the, uh, the gold standard that, uh, um, you know, that U.S. dollars continue to be, you know, the reserve currency and there's no challenger to that. Um, you know, but again, that's that's, you know, that's just people speculating, honestly. And, and uh, now the only other reason that people would manipulate the price in the open market is for financial gain. So if if they are trading in order to cause a certain market movement, that's just for short term financial gain. So that's another reason that traders would do it as well. OK. Well, that's that was an excellent answer. I know that was a really loaded question, and <laughs> those kind of those types of topics are uh, they're tough to talk about without kind of slipping down certain rabbit holes, especially um, you know, yeah. especially depending on the kind of company that you keep, you know. Which I think those I, are the type of questions you need to drink like a bottle of red wine and then sit around a campfire with your buddies and and, and hash through that because that's yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, it's a tough one to answer sober. <laughs> I'll leave it as that. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree with you. And uh, and with that, um, I think I think we can probably wrap this up. I'll go ahead and I'm going to ask you to just stick around with me for just one more minute after I stop the recording. Um, sure. But while I have you on the recording, I'd like to say thank you again for for joining me. This is it's always an awesome experience, and I always learn something when I talk to you. And I like to learn things, so uh, I really appreciate you coming by. Always a pleasure, Chuck, and uh, good seeing you again. Hello, and thank you for watching that episode or listening to that episode and making it all the way to the end. I'm very, I'm always very proud of you guys and very impressed when you make it all the way to the end of one of my episodes. Very, very impressive. You guys should be very proud of yourselves for doing that. It's no small feat. Uh, so thank you for that and congratulations. 
and I hope you enjoyed it. I, you know, I always love talking to Mark. He's he's great to have on. He really really is a pleasure and a privilege to have him on and to have him kind of teach me about something that I really want to know more about. And I hope you guys are interested in it too. I think gold and silver is a cool investment. I think it was a cool conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you come back next week to enjoy another cool conversation. And I hope you go and enjoy my Instagram at here's why pod my twitter at here's why pod and my youtube channel at here's why chuck where you can watch these episodes as well as listen to them if you want to so yeah go and do that and we'll see you there soon we'll see you next week and i'm looking forward to it love you guys bye